one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport with me, John Norman and Gareth Batty. One name dominating cricket this week and he hasn't even played an international. Archer is in, Khan has uh, lofted this up towards uh, deep mid-wicket and he's been caught. Stokes with the catch, Archer with the wicket. England national selector Ed Smith announcing that Joffre Archer could well feature for England in the World Cup this summer, but at the same time, kicking the can down the street. Theresa May style, another month uh, is how long we'll have to wait before we find out if Archer is one of the 15-man team to take on the rest of the world. But he is in the 17-man squad to take on Pakistan and Ireland. And if he does well, then surely Archer is a shoe-in for the World Cup. I'm not going to speculate about cricket that hasn't happened yet. What I can tell you is in the cricket that's happened so far, like cricket played by Joffre Archer, cr- cricket played by Chris Jordan, cricket played by all the other players in the squad, we're very comfortable with the 17 we've picked to play against Pakistan in the five-match series before in the run-up to the World Cup. More on Archer, Chris Jordan, who was also named, and the most surprising pick of them all, and he didn't even get a mention. Here he comes in at Allen and balls to Denny, and Denny's driving beautifully through cover. That's gone before, it deserved the boundary. It, it was a half volley, a good effort from Sheldon Cottrell, but he couldn't stop it, he's gone into the boundary before, and Denny goes to nine. You'll also hear from Jason Roy and Tom Curran, and we will cast our eye over the county championship. Bats will give his 17 men, none of which play for Surrey, to look out for this season. So stay tuned for that and if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the weekly cricket news you're listening to following on. World Cup squad has kind of been announced this week. Ed Smith, the national selector, talking to uh, the assembled media at the Lords yesterday. On Wednesday, I was there. Um, let's just quickly run through that 50-man preliminary squad. And for those people who listen to Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2 coverage of the winter, uh, n- very few surprising names in there. Of course, captained by Owen Morgan, uh, with Moeen Ali, Johnny Bairstow, Joss Butler and Tom Curran all 
in it. They're playing IPL cricket at the moment, as is Joe Denley. Uh, more of him later. Alex Hales will be the backup batsman. Uh, Plunkett's in, your new teammate uh, for Surrey. Rashid Root Roy, another familiar name to you. Uh, Stokes, Willie, Wokes and Wood. So that's the 15-man squad. Delhi aside, and we'll talk about him in a minute, no real surprises, apart from the fact that, of course, Joffre Archer, who is the name everybody who's been talking about this week, isn't in it. But Ed Smith is is playing things quite cleverly, because whilst uh, every single country had to name a 15-man squad, England, of course, are in action at the start of May, they go to Ireland, and then they play host to Pakistan. So with the finalised squad, not needed uh, by the ICC until later next month, a chance for Joffre Archer, who is named in that squad alongside um, former teammate of yours, Chris Jordan, uh, to stake their claim. Essentially, though, Bats, uh, and we could talk about the merits of both players, in some ways, England are setting themselves up for a bit of a problem, as far as I can see, because if they're selecting Archer and Jordan for Pakistan and Ireland, what happens if Archer gets three man of the matches and Chris Jordan gets two man of the matches? Surely that would mean that they then have to be in the 15-man squad, and if they are... Who misses out? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that is very evident here from the national selector Smith is that he's not as comfortable as he was maybe a year ago on the squad, the definite final squad for England in that World Cup. You look at how India picked the other day, they only picked three seamers. We know it's an ICC comp, so we take a little bit of English conditions out of it. They don't allow watering in between games. Surfaces are going to be different. They definitely want extreme pace. There are question marks over certain players within that squad on their recent form and how they're going. The the interest in Joffre Archer is through the roof. So they've actually been smart in some ways, saying, look, we're not going to rock the boat here. We're going to pick the 15 we should be picking, barring Denley or a Billings or whoever you know for that final spot but they're actually saying watch out lads there are, there are a couple of boys here we're going to give an opportunity and if they blow the door open we are leaving ourselves on the 22nd of May I believe it is to, to name them in that final uh, 15 Joffre Archer might be the name on everybody's lips at the moment but if you've been listening to Talk Sport 2 over the last three years when we were broadcasting the IPL uh, we will know or you will know exactly what he's capable of Joff Roach is a, a very talented and exciting player. We can all see that in his performances for Sussex, his performances in big franchise tournaments with high pressure, high scrutiny. Archer is in. Khan has uh, lofted this up towards a deep mid-wicket and he's been caught. Stokes with the catch, Archer with the wicket. He'll still be in the World Cup squad. Unless he has an absolute mare, he's in that World Cup 15. So somebody who's in that 15 at the moment is missing out, let me tell you. Yusuf Patan goes for two, and Jofra Archer picks up wicket number two. Bowls at 90 miles an hour, good fielder, smashes it out of the ground, and bowls good at the end of the innings, Yorkers. What more do you want, mate? So much to admire and to look forward to with someone like Jofra Archer, and I agree with the, the sentiment, actually. Ed Smith is being clever. There is no need to rock the boat. Who knows? You know, there are some... Uh, Injury concerns around the likes of Chris Wokes. Um, it could be that the decision is forced upon the England squad. So why annoy them all now when you could just wait a month, uh, see how Archer fares um, and then make a decision? What is the difference, though, between T20 cricket and ODI cricket? Because we know that Archer's played very little this day cricket. He's made a name for himself in Big Bash and uh, IPL. 
the assumption is if you can do it in 20 over cricket you can do it in 50 is it is it that simple I don't believe it is. Um, I think you, you look at just the plain facts of it. You've got 60 balls in one day cricket. And you've only got 24 in, 20, in 2020. 2020, it's about managing expectation. If you don't get hit for boundaries, or if you get hit in parts of the ground where you're setting your field, you're going to be a decent 2020 cricketer, particularly bowling-wise. Uh, so Archer does have the extreme pace. He does have some skills in his, in his bag, which is absolutely evident for everybody. We've seen him during the IPL here. But I think... The added 60 balls is quite a big thing. You've got to be a bit smarter. You've got to you've got to address how you're going to go for different periods of the game. It's not all crash, bang, wallop, one-day cricket. There's your, your power play up front, there's your power play at the back, but there's a bit in the middle, which I assume they'd be looking for Archer to provide some wickets in there. Does he have the ability to bowl that back of a length hard, fast, to then create a wicket opportunity that we've seen the likes of a Plunkett uh, in those middle overs. Uh, Wood did it um, to great effect in the Caribbean where they're bowling back of a length with real pace, trying to make things happen when it can be a dead period in the game. It's an unknown. The chap hasn't played an international game at the minute, so we're asking an awful lot of a guy with a huge amount of ability, yes, but we're asking him to go on to the world stage, the biggest event, and clean up for us. I just think we've got to be careful. Think back to Graham Hick back in the day. He was built up as the best of, of the best and it was just a, a tag that nobody wants it's a, it's a pretty difficult label to put on any player I did catch up with Ed Smith national selector at Lords let's uh, hear what he had to say OK Jofra Archer man of the series against Pakistan does he step into this 15 man score for the World Cup that's a question for then isn't it uh, I'll Generally, I like to keep things very simple from a selection point of view. Decision comes up on the evidence available. You make the best of uh, best decision you can at the time. In a month's time, we'll have new evidence. We'll have a, a, a new things to balance, and we'll make that decision then. In your mind, though, have you already decided if the cards were to fall that way, whether Jofra would come in as a light for a light replacement for an existing fast bowler, or possibly for um, another man that's in the squad and toured around the West Indies but didn't play, Joe Denley? As I said, my answer hasn't changed from the, the answer I gave you before. So at the moment, what we've done is we've picked 17-man squad to play against Pakistan. We'll give everyone opportunity in, those, in, the, in that uh, series against Pakistan. In just over a month, we will announce the World Cup squad. We'll have new information then, which we don't have. We'll use that information to make the best rational decision we can, giving them the best chance of winning the World Cup. I'm not going to speculate about cricket that hasn't happened yet. What I can tell you is in the cricket that's happened so far... By cricket played by Joffrey Archer, cr cricket played by Chris Jordan, cricket played by all the other players in the squad. We're very comfortable with the 17 we've picked to play against Pakistan in the five-match series before in the run-up to the World Cup. National selector Ed Smith, uh, a career in politics awaits the guy. I mean, uh, you know, I asked him two two questions. Firstly, if Joffrey Archer uh, and um, Chris Jordan, who we can speak about, dazzle for the, in the Pakistan and ODI series, does that mean they're in the World Cup? And as you heard, uh, he said he doesn't make decisions or uh, based on essentially what might happen, just on what has. So the follow-up question, well, surely you know who he will replace if he does do well. You know, will it be like for like? Will he come in for a Plunkett? Or would Jordan come in for a Curran? Or would they come in for a Denley? And again, well, he wouldn't be drawn on that. So I'm not doubting he hasn't made that his mind up and I'm sure he just didn't want to tell me. But I mean, where do you stand? If Archer and Jordan hit exactly what we're expecting um, or they hit the heights, say Chris Jordan's man of the series makes an unarguable case for his inclusion. Let's say Archer does the same thing. Say they both do the same thing. 
do they come in for a like the like a like for like or do they come in for a joe denley it's a big one uh, professionals all they can ask for is opportunity England are giving opportunity to Archer and Jordan. We've both we've seen both both of them on different stages make big impacts in games. Jordan probably a, a bit more of a, an established international player, stroke uh, domestic player, gun for hire around the world, um, and taken the world by storm in periods in his career. You're giving these guys an opportunity. You're giving yourself a potential headache. If you have not formulated who they would come in and what role they are going to perform within this squad, by now you've got a real problem. And I would be saying, England, I'm worried about where they're at. The number one in the world. That should be a given that we're in the best place uh, above anybody because we know how we go about winning games of cricket. If you start lobbing this into the mix, all of a sudden, everything that's got you to number one is out of the window. Now, if you have players who've got you to number one who are out of form, that's a different story. And I think that is more where, where the selectors are going with it for me. Would you pick Archer? Would you pick Jordan? Now, as we, as we stand now, and look, he might take five wickets of five balls and blaze a 20-ball 50, and he has to be in. But, I mean, as things stand right now, you picking the, the World Cup 15, does Archer and does Jordan make your 15? Archer doesn't. He's not made his debut yet. I don't see how he gets picked. Jordan could. Um, he has a real ability I wouldn't I would have picked what they've picked in fact no I wouldn't I'd have gone Billings instead of uh, Denley but I understand why they've gone Denley because of the leg spin Um, but it's a massive massive. I'm going team over individual players I can't see a world or I can't see um, a sequence of events where Denley plays because you are allowed to bring in players if there's an injury so England are never going to go well I assume they're not going to go ever play three spinners, especially when you've got Joe Root, who can fulfil that role as third spinner. So unless one of Radio Rashid or Moeen Ali has a dramatic fall off in form, Denley isn't going to get a game. Of course, if one of them's injured, then they could bring in Denley anyway. The only time that could change, if we if we cast our minds back to playing India at Edgebaston, ICC Trophy, um, I think it was three, four years ago, it was an absolute raging Bunsen. So the only way Denley gets in for me is if they want to open the bowling with him and you leave out a seamer. And you, you're basically so, saying Stokes is your third seamer. So they, you can see a world in where, where three spinners are selected by England. We could go down that route if we get a surface like that again because India just blew us away. It was uh, Jadeja and Ashwin who turned the ball square. I think there was another spinner in that game. I can't think who it was. It was probably more part-time spin, but uh, they blew us away in a, in a tournament where we were expecting home conditions and we got anything but. I'll tell you what, I mean, it's a good point you make because India have in uh, Shahal and Yadav, um, of course, the two wrist spinners, they've got Jadeja as a backup, haven't they? So, in a way, India have gone in with three spinners. So, you know, uh, maybe there is a method to the madness. Uh, you've been busy this week. Um, two of the players called up for the squad. No surprise with the first of them. You know, we're all expecting big things from Jason Roy in a year uh, where he uh, dazzled in Barbados. He's become a father. And maybe, just maybe, he might make his test debut as well. But you caught up with him for following that uh, one-day cup, which we won't mention about too much, <laughs> <laughs> and, and asked him about where he is in the world after being named in that provisional 15-man squad. Well, England have just announced the provisional uh, 15 uh, for the World Cup, obviously. Jason Roy's in it, uh, the man at the top of the order scoring all the runs. Um, how, how's the journey been to this point and is it good yeah. playing a bit of one day cup leading into a World Cup for England? Yeah, I think it's a perfect situation, mate. We've got, um, we've got a nice block for our counties to be able to come in and, 
and, and, and impressed there. Get the council off to a good start and get up, get some good games under our belts. Um, get some confidence, some some form, hopefully. Um, but yeah, and, and it's especially good now. We've got we've got Ireland coming up and Pakistan five match series, um, and then a couple of we've got plenty of plenty of cricket before the World Cup. So. I think it's going to stand us in some good stead, mate, yeah. And you've been in this whole journey from the start with Captain Owen Morgan and building yeah. a team. Yeah. Um, how does that feel that you're getting to the big occasion as number one in the world, and rightly so? Yeah. Does that add extra pressure? I think, it, well, of course it adds extra pressure. It would add extra pressure to anyone. I mean, if you're a number one batsman in the world, you're under pressure to keep scoring runs. If you're a number one bowler, you've got to keep taking wickets and so on. But I think being the number one team as a whole, I think will give us more confidence than... <laughs> than anything I think we're, we're the sort of team that's never kind of shirked responsibility or, or stopped working hard because we're at the, our peak or whatever people want to start saying but we're a team that want to get better and better and better keep pushing our boundaries and I mean just because you're number one in the world doesn't it doesn't I mean it's obviously a great feeling and it's a great honour but I mean we want to win the World Cup so we don't take anything for granted and I think being number one in the world just if anything pushes us more brilliant I think yeah and from you personally yeah. Um, the last night I saw you play for England, you got the 100 in Barbados. Yeah. Oh, you can't be playing much better than that, can you? That was a wonderful <laughs> knock, and you must be feeling full yeah. of confidence. Yeah, well, I'm confident from, confident from that, but I mean, I've had this injury now. I've been, so been sidelined for about six, seven weeks now, and had my first game today against Gloucester and, and felt pretty rusty, to be honest. So, I mean, it's a good opportunity the next three, three games to try and right some wrongs. But yeah, I think confidence is still there, but I think confidence amongst the whole squad is still there. Um, it was obviously a very tough tour. We got we got Chris Gale out there in, in West Indies, and and that can happen, and that's where cricket is. But it's a case of us kind of regrouping now at the end of the month in Cardiff, having our having our camp, and then go from there. Oh, I think you gave as good as you got. The, uh, the West Indies got Jason Roy in Barbados. That was for sure. Well, have a brilliant summer, pal. Good luck with the injury, and uh, go well. Top man. Thanks very much. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, 
drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Jason Roy speaking to you um, following the match. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting one, Roy, isn't it? Because there is a lot of talk about him playing Ashes cricket this year, but he has been carrying that injury that he's talked about. And of course, let's not forget the last time he played in a 50-over tournament for England, he got dropped halfway through. Is that something that's going to be on his mind, do you think? I think it will. Um, I, I think... You know, we talk about players being able to manage pressure and manage things that are going outside external, but unless they are the guy that is in prime form, and by form I mean taking wickets and getting runs, you do feel the pressure. The you know the scrutiny is all around us now with with social media. Uh, it's not just picking up a paper and reading it, or turning the radio on, or turning the TV on. It's everywhere. It's all around you, um, and players do feel that now. Um, so yes, there is some pressure on. I think he's he's getting to a point where he's in a pretty good place in his life. If I'm honest, uh, it was the calmest uh, it was the best I've ever seen him accumulate um, runs in, in Barbados and you know barring the, the second game a day after when everybody's down on the adrenaline it's the best I've ever seen him play and I would think he's in a wonderful place he's been in that England team at the start of the journey with Morgan Morgan thinks a lot of him he's actually you know a bit of a right hand man for that real core of uh, England players that have got us to number one um, he feels at home there definitely Brilliant stuff. Well, it would be good to see him do what we know he, he can do. You also caught up with Tom Curran, TC. Uh, let's hear what he had to say. Just been named in the provisional England squad for the World Cup. This is a great build-up for uh, what will be a wonderful summer of cricket. Yeah, exactly. Put it uh, put it perfectly there. It is. It's um, obviously only a preliminary squad, but um, I guess it's halfway there ahead of uh, yeah an unbelievably exciting summer. Yeah, and for all the fans out there, I mean, you've been franchise stuff around the world you played IPL you played Big Bash you just signed a massive deal Big Bash you rip it up in England um, how does this go down for you in the very early parts of your career uh, a World Cup and, and hopefully getting into that final squad it's as big as it gets it's it's right up at the top you know home home World Cup um, in England going in as uh, what some perceive as favourites it's it's an unbelievably exciting time to be a part of the squad so uh, yeah like you said trying to put in a few more performances to get in that final 15 but um, either way what a what a summer for English cricket going in as favourites a burden or is that a real positive I mean uh, we've watched you for two <laughs> or three years now and it's been, the team is going great guns yeah um, oh, look it's a tough one you know I don't think it's going to change how we play um, I don't think it adds too much external pressure it's just um you know, the brand of cricket the boys have been playing over the last three years, four years has, has worked and they'll be looking to take that into to the games, whatever whatever the final 11. Interesting one there from Tom. He's not celebrating, is he? Because he no. knows that his place could come under real scrutiny if, and I think more Chris Jordan than Joffre uh, uh, Jeffrey Archer. That's, uh, that's <laughs> going to be said a few times, I think. Not Jeffrey Archer, Joffre Archer. It's, uh, it's how Chris Jordan goes. And he's really had an upturn in form uh, and impress greatly. And they are very similar players. And I'm sure they know each other relatively well. There must yep. have been a couple of year crossover. Um, but yeah, him and Plunkett as well. They'll both be watching and competing, not just for England, but almost to just make sure they're in that 15-man squad. That Suddenly that Pakistan series has taken on a life of its own. 
It has. It's um, I mean, it's almost it's almost bigger than the World Cup itself as we stand now. The hype around it, the interest around it is huge. It's massive. I, I think Tom was more relief than anything that he did. That, you know that it's there. It's there in black and white. It's in mm. paper that that is is in there. Uh, Jason told a different story. He was expecting that, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at Jordan. You look at Curran. Curran's probably a bit more slower balls, but they're both going to ball in the same periods of the game. Jordan balls great York because he's got more pace probably. Um, uh, so it's whether you want more pace off death bowling or middle overs when they're, when they're really going hard or whether you want that extra pace. And I suppose that's the dynamic that, that England find themselves in if Plunkett is maybe not in the form that uh, maybe it was a year, 18 months ago. You know, Goffey talked about it in the winter. Uh, was he down in certain areas? Who knows? Uh, that's for the selectors to be making that decision. Uh, Chris Wokes could cause the selectors a huge problem because there's still a murmur about him. You know, his injury situation, he missed a lot of cricket over the winter, was part of the various squads. If if Chris, were, Chris Wokes gave the uh, conundrum to the selectors, I'm fit, but I'm not fit enough to play all 11 games. You'll get six games out of me. Do you pick him? Yes. Because I think we've got a very good squad. I think we're going to be playing at different grounds on different surfaces where we can pick horses for courses. We've seen with this one-day team in the last two or three years, you've, the squad stays the same, but the team sometimes changes. There's a manipulation of whether we need an extra bowler, whether we need an extra batter. And the guys coming in are very comfortable in the environment. And that is why, initially, I said team first over an individual with the Archer scenario. Because I think... For us to win the World Cup, I think most of the 15, if not all, are going to have to play. Uh, Australia, we'll talk about this a bit more in depth next week. We'll look at the Ireland, Ireland squad, the India squad, the Australia squad, also South Africa, Sri Lanka. Uh, these have all been named in the last few days. We talked about the three spinners for India. Australia have decided uh, not to go with Hanscom. They've not uh, selected Hazelwood. Um, and also Turner, the guy who's got uh, a strike rate of over 100. And they haven't got many players who've got a strike rate of over 100. England have got three. Um and Australia have only got one, I think. So Australia have gone a little bit safe with their selection, but with the recent run of games, beating Pakistan 5-0, I think, they came back from behind to beat India 3-2. Warner and Smith back in the side, they're going to be there or thereabouts again, aren't they? A year ago, we were licking our lips saying that Australia are going to bomb out this World Cup. Absolutely no chance. Change the headlines. Warner Smith coming back into that squad changes everything. It gives them real solidity. It gives them a real nous. It gives them a real star quality. Throw in their seam attack. Leaving out Hazelwood. There ain't many countries who've got the ability to leave out somebody as good as that. I mean, they are dynamite. The one thing you would say, most of their boys bowling are extreme pace. In England, extreme pace can go the journey. We've seen Brettley and, you know, it looks amazing, but it can leak runs because the outfields are so quick, because the pitches are a bit skiddier as opposed to that sort of real bounce and banging it in that you get in Australia. It could also work for them, but I think that might be their Achilles heel where we may see maybe one of the Asian teams in Pakistan or India being a bit smarter because of their spin capabilities. OK, so that's the World Cup. Let's talk county championship because uh, sorry we played one game, but a lot of the other counties have played too. Early thoughts uh, from the game that Surrey took part in a draw against Essex and what you've seen from uh, some of the competition in the in the Division 1 so far and then we'll have a little look at uh, at the counties in a bit more depth I, I think you look at uh, the first couple of rounds Somerset flying absolutely charged out of the blocks two from two uh, you look at Hampshire's first game where they won 
Oh, they looked a naughty team. Yeah. They're a brilliant but squad. They They've made good last additions. Season, weren't they? They I tipped them last year. Did over they? us. Yeah. Um, no, they're a poor. They're a strong, strong team with Vince opening the batting. Uh, we'll go on to him a bit later on. Uh, no, I think uh, poor. You've got two challenges there right away. Y- you look at the rest of it. It just looks a stronger first division than possibly it was last year. Not coming in with adding some players. Obviously, uh, you sort of normal guys that you see in there. Essex looked a good team against us last week. You can never write them off. Uh, you feel like, you know, 390 was a decent first inning score, but they went past uh, at the Oval and got the 400 plus. Uh, they're a good team. So uh, it's it's wide, wide open. Um, Warwickshire, I wouldn't write them off. I know they've they've lost their first game, but uh, Ashley Jazz is a very, very smart man that had teed it up for Fabrice to come in. Mm. There doesn't look to be an obvious weak link in the first division. OK, well, let's go through the counties because we had a couple of tweets this week. We've got to be honest. Uh, it has been a little bit Surrey-centric of late. We've been doing shows from the Oval. I support Surrey. You play for Surrey. So let's look at the other counties uh, because you can't change who I support and you can't change the fact that you're going to be here for the next uh, however many months um, we get to spend together. But let's go from Division 1 and I'll ask you just to pick out yep. one player from each county who you personally are either expecting big things from um, or you think that the success of the county is, is quite uh, hinged upon. So let's start at the top of the county championship, Division 1. Two for two and a really promising start to uh, the season for Somerset of the uh, of the squad. Uh, who stands out for you? Obviously, I love Bess and Leach. I think they're brilliant and I hope that as the season goes on they play on some spinning pitches but I'm going Bartlett he's a young fella he's got great ability I saw him in the second team last year and he was actually caught third man to a left arm spinner reverse sweep in it 100 yard boundary <laughs> caught on the edge wonderful talent if he can put all that talent into a package watch out he's going to be one for the future OK Yorkshire Yorkshire's an interesting one because they're sort of in a rebuilding phase but I like the look of Cola Cadmore he's done very well in white ball cricket in the in the last few years moved from Worcester last year betting in period found himself getting into the four-day team by the end of the year and doing pretty well I think watch out runs and I tell you what it'd be good to watch when he's getting them mm, yeah Curly Cadmore I had him on the show this time last year actually it was a bit later and he'd had a string of the really big scores uh, and then uh, the four weeks after he'd been on the show he scored 0 naught, 3 naught, <laughs> naught. so uh, yeah sorry sorry about that mate um, OK moving down to Hampshire uh, third in table one win and uh, and a loss who are you looking at for there? I think we've got to look at Vince. Um, captain, he's promoted himself to opening the batting, wanting to get uh, in that England team. He's the one that's put himself out there. I love that in cricketers. I love it when they go, I've got an opportunity here. I'm not going to hide at four or three. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to stake my claim for an England uh, recall, which I think is brilliant from him. Uh, recently back in the top flight, Kent. Uh, one win and one loss. Fourth in the table. Who are you looking out for? Well, they're missing the captain at the minute. Uh, Billings is away IPL duty. I think it's crucial to Kent. It's crucial for him to start playing cricket on a consistent basis, for him to advance his international career. He did very well in his first year as captaincy last year and he sort of rose to that challenge. We expect more, but we expect him to play more this year. Hence why I'm saying look out for this fella. Uh, You said look out for Nottinghamshire. They've uh, not won a game so far. Who are you looking for there? They've recruited pretty well. They're waiting on Patterson from Australia, who would have been my shout, but I'm going to go for Duckett. Again, 
England duty beckons if he can get that form of I think it was 2016-17 uh, went to India Bangladesh found it difficult in those conditions but he's actually made that move and said I'm going to go with the best coach in the country uh, Peter Moore's arguably and I'm going to make myself a better player and I'm going to move and I'm going to go to knots. and like uh, Cola Cadmore I mean you, you do see this didn't you moving from second division counties to first division counties not just to improve their game but to get back in the England fold uh, Essex next uh, uh, Alistair Cook maybe well I mean he's brilliant isn't he? I, can, I, I always wax lyrical about Cook he will get off him straight away I, I'm, I'm going for Wesley he's not this sort of senior statesman like a Cook or a, a Bopara or tender starter is I just think he needs to break into that by a big season this year and you never know a big season for him could he break into an England team uh, we won't mention Surrey but we will mention Warwickshire bottom of the table but they've only played the one game we're going to go for a man that's injured at the minute Ollie Stone uh, impressed very much our very own Darren mm. Goff in, uh, in Sri Lanka with some real pace for, for Warwickshire for England we need him back and he's definitely one to watch out when he does get back. I think the date is sort of end of end of May time. They're expecting him back in. Watch out because he bowls absolute rockets. Uh, you're absolutely right. And going back to what we were talking about, Tom Curran, you know, when he was given a chance against Sri Lanka at the end of that series, it was now or never. He took it, didn't he? So yep. uh, credit to him because Stone was being tipped at that point. Uh, OK, to Division 2. Derbyshire top of uh, the table. But boy, is it close. The six points separates the top six. So uh, Derbyshire, who are you looking out for? I can't look past Wayne Madsen. Um, I, I'm just in awe of the guy. But he, he plays in a in a team that hasn't been that successful over a period of time. He's captained it. He's batted one to about eight uh, in different periods. He bowls a bit of leg spin now. But wow, is he a good player? His record is incredible. He's a wonderful servant for Derbyshire. A wonderful human being. Uh, and he, I think he got a big double hundred actually in the first couple of rounds of championship. He's a fine player. Uh, Leicestershire second. Anybody there? Yeah, uh, we go again for Cosgrove, a guy that's been there a little while, left-hander. Uh, good to watch you know the game's moving forward when it comes in I don't know much about the rest of their squad because it's quite young mm. I know they've got a brilliant young coach in Nixon uh, Paul Nixon did very very well last year uh, in getting them off the sort of bottom run of county cricket and getting a few wins under their belt so I expect bigger and better things from them uh, one win from their one game Worcestershire they're a very good team they keep amassing a good squad I'm going to go for a guy that was injured and has come back from injury and Charlie Morris got Fifa in the second round of championship uh, had a very good year a couple of years ago then got the injury and a few little issues I think Charlie Morris could be another one to watch out for in a very good seam attack what what is a left arm right arm I mean what's he's a his... right armor he's sort of skiddy quick um, he's sort of a shorter maybe not as quick version of a, a stone uh, he's got Tong at the other end who's fast as well so they've got a real partnership there's no easy runs to be scored there you've got to have a bit of heart a bit of courage when you're playing there now at New Road they've got some pace and he's definitely one that can skid the ball back at you and we know it keeps a little bit low at times at New Road so he's going to hit people on the pad get a lot of bolds a lot of LBWs keep the umpires in the game and uh, it's good to watch uh, three teams go up from the Division 2 this year Sussex have had a stop start start to the campaign most people are tipping them to get straight back to Division 1 um 
could it possibly be a man that we've already spoken about that you're looking out for from them? We have to speak about Jofra Archer. Um, he's so key to the teams that he's playing at the minute and Sussex is, is definitely one. Um, I think he averages about four and a half wickets a game in county championship cricket for them, which is an incredible number. That's that's right up there with the best of the best. He's so important to them getting promotion this year. The big question is, can he manage all this scrutiny? Can he manage all this pressure? Can he just play cricket and not worry about all the gossip? Mm, good point. North Ants, two draws from two. Familiar looking uh, overseas player for them, Jason Holder. Is he the uh, the man you're looking out for? Is it someone different? No, he's not. I mean, he's, he's the world number one all-rounder, I think, at the minute, Jason Holder. But I'm going for a guy called Keon. Uh, he's a top-order batter. Rob Keon, he bats sort of three, four, depending on what team, what balance they go with. Does all the hard yards at North Ants. They have a few boys who play some shots, but he goes in. He's a proper, classy player. Got a big hundred uh, in the second or first round. Of, I think it was second round of championship. No, it was their first game at Glamorgan. A big 150. Uh, he's been one of those players that's bubbling away, bubbling away for a couple of years. He just needs a big summer where he gets a 1,200 run summer. He does ball good off spin as well. I, I've said him, I've said to him a couple of times personally, you've got to ball more, you've got to get yourself on there. He could be a guy that uh, fulfills an all-rounder role. Uh, it seems strange to see Lancashire uh, languishing in the bottom five in Division 2, but then there's two big names to come after them as well. But uh, they've only played the one game, by the way, and they won it, so uh, let's not get... Uh, too excited. I wonder if the if I know who you're going to mention here. Is he an opener by any chance? He is. The young man, Hamid, he's had a very, very tough 18 months. Bit of injury to start that 18 months off and then a, just one of those inexplainable runs of form that he's just had an absolute shocker. Set the world alight in India. I was there, watched it live. Brilliant. Big 150 first game of the season. Just what he needed for his own sanity, for his for his own psyche, just to get himself into the season and show everybody what a wonderful player he is. Still very, very, very young. Yeah, I think we're all uh, excited and hopeful that uh, there is a second coming for Hamid. Um, I mentioned big clubs at the bottom of Division 2. Not too many bigger than our old friends Middlesex. Played two, lost one and drawn one. Who's... Uh, Who's taking your attention? Sorry, play them actually on the 25th, didn't they? Next, yeah, next week. Change of the guard, isn't it? With uh, with Law taking over as coach. Um, there's a few. There's a bit of uh, rumours there that things aren't quite all they all they once were. Roland Jones back from injury. Had a year out. Uh, last time we saw him was probably in England colours uh, when he he got his five for I think it was at the Oval but beautifully big year for him could he force himself back into that Ashes squad if he regains some of that form and let's not forget he whacks them down the order he's a very handy number 8, 9, 10 depending on balance of team so again a guy coming back from injury we wish him well but we wish him to get back to where he finished off when he got injured and that's in an England team uh, Gloucestershire in 8th Gloucestershire we've got another young player Roderick tell me more he's a young player that's bubbled away he's a guy that's a sort of a 30s to 50s 60s man gets some really good looking lower scores he needs to get those Graham Gooch daddy hundreds and he'll be right on the radar of England Day and pushing for higher honours he is that talented but talent is only going to get him so far in higher honours I think he's a fine talent he keeps as well so he's another string to his bow seems to be everybody that gets runs can keep wicket nowadays but Roderick wonderful talent and Gloucester a very fine white ball team so watch out for uh, for him hopefully on the big stage getting some big scores uh, Glamorgan ninth in Division 2 Glamorgan's a difficult one because they've had a lot of change uh, a lot of players in and out Graham Wagg been there a while now it's his testimonial year 
seems to be the heartbeat of the team or has been in previous years. Can the, the elder statesman be the man that fires them back to where they want to be? That's one in Division 1 Cricket Championship, which would be very difficult for them, but actually really going going well in white ball cricket. And last but definitely not least, Durham. Played two, lost two. Again, a massive changing of the guard with players leaving at Durham, but I think they've got some very good people there. Franklin coming in as coach, very shrewd operator. Eckersley, gone from Essie, uh, gone from Leicester, sorry. Very good talent, but never really made the most of his talent. Been there, not getting paid all winter, training with them, doing the right things, got a contract at the start of the season. If his talent starts to show in runs, watch out. He's going to be a very fine player. Brilliant stuff. Um, plans for the week? Yeah, a bit more 50 over cricket? Yeah, we're right into it, aren't we? It's it's great for ev- all the fans out there and players. We're playing some white ball cricket now for two weeks, maybe a fraction more, getting us ready for that World Cup, getting us ready for what hopefully will be an absolutely incredible uh, summer of cricket. Um, we need to start get on winning ways uh, very quickly because seven, eight games, one day cup, there's not a huge amount of time to get into form. You need to hit the ground running and we haven't as yet. Mm, especially with the changes that, that uh, are going to be coming in next year. It's, it literally is now or never. Uh, Bats, brilliant. Thanks for your time. See you again uh, this time next week. We're going to have a probably more, well, we'll see what happens in the next seven days. You can never really forecast too far into the future, but um, I think we'll have a look at the Australia, the India, Sri Lanka and South African teams from the World Cup. A bit more county uh, cricket as well and uh, we'll start to build up even more towards that series between England in Ireland, one one, one day international and then a five match series as uh, Pakistan and a T20. Uh, But that's pretty much all we've got time for you for following on this week. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app see you next week the following on podcast is proudly sponsored by barbados tourism and this is your gentle reminder that barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.